The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Yeah, buddy, welcome to another episode of Get Paid, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy gambling and daily fantasy. We are proud partners of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. You can also find us on Podcast One. This is a special edition. Usually you'd be listening to Sean and Brad today. We have a special guest on, Pat Lane of the Pat's Pulpit blog on SB Nation, also host of the Patriot Podcast. How you doing, buddy? Good. I'm doing great, Sean. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, you had been on, we've, we've spoken before, you know, we, we communicate uh, email off and on too. Um, I think I had you on in maybe early December on the Functional Sports of Hall, just talking Pats and kind of like yep. how the, the Pats were, it was right after that weird Miami lateral. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? yes, it was. By the way, did you see that ball just went for like 18 grand on, um, in an auction? Did it really? Yeah, like who the hell would buy that ball for 18 grand? It's like, who the heck knows? Oh my God. I mean, some people are just, it doesn't. I mean, it's one thing if they like want to, you know, uh, even a playoff game, but like a random game in the middle of December that they don't even make the playoffs on. It's just like, I don't know. It's It's a goofy thing. The way people spend their money. I don't know. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, I wanted to obviously bring you back on. So uh, Brad and I, you know, we, we we very briefly talked about, uh, I guess, the Super Bowl matchup coming up. And I thought, um, you know, since you and I are in regular contact, like, hey, man, let's bring a Patriots uh, expert on, Patriots fan. And obviously, you know, you, you write and you cover the team as well. Um, mm-hmm. So quickly, let me just go through. And you and I, again, we exchanged emails just very, very briefly about the Pats and the Chiefs game uh, this past weekend. Um, what are your thoughts on that, man? How do you, how do you think it started? To me, it, it looked like... Uh, you know, the Patriots came out and were just punching um, Kansas City in the face. Then that Brady interception maybe turned the tie- tide a little bit. But, you know, take me through it from your point of view, from like a, a Pats connoisseur, a Pats fan, a Pats uh, reporter. Well, I almost died about six times. <laughs> uh, but it was it was great. I mean, the first half was great. It was exactly what you wanted. They came out. They ran, you know, a, like a ridiculous eight-minute drive to begin the game. You know, 13-play drive. They come down. They score a touchdown. And you're like, they just pounded them. The Chiefs come out and they can't do anything on offense. Pitch, get the ball back and drive all the way down again and get stuffed inside the one or inside the two, I think. And then Brady throws an awful interception. And even then, it didn't even lead to points then. It was still 7 nothing back and forth. They couldn't really get anything going either offense. Pages go up 14 nothing at the end of the half, which was huge for them. Um, and then, you know, at some point, that Chiefs offense is just so explosive that you just can't contain them for so long and they scored 31 points in the second half and were just I mean lights out and you know Mahomes is look Mahomes is probably gonna be the MVP be announced this weekend and uh he, he deserves it he's been unbelievable and he really showed me a lot because especially at the struggling against the team you know in the first half to come out and play that well in that big of a moment uh he had some great plays he made some his throw to Spencer Ware on the final drive when they were driving down to tie the game was just ridiculous. <laughs> and it was a great catch by Ware, but it was just – the throw was unbelievable, uh, you know, on the run. And, and he's just – he impressed the hell out of me. And so I was uh, I was impressed by Mahomes. And the thing about the Chiefs is that they didn't blow it. It's not like the Chiefs blew it. The Patriots really just played better all around. And so, that you know, they ended up getting the win in overtime. But it's just – 
you know, it's one of those things. And, uh, and I don't know if you want to talk about the refs at all, but, um, yeah, I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit, but since you brought up Mahomes, I, I, I agree with you, man. And, and, you know, as, um, it, I, because I, as I, as I tell Brad, you know, I, I didn't have a dog in the fight. I grew up a Redskins fan, as I think, you know, Pat, and, um, yep. and I know our, our listeners know, and, you know, just because of how poorly the, the franchise, it's just really hard for me to root for Daniel Snyder, you know? So I feel I like, like that confliction, um, as a fan, like on the one hand, the Redskins lose, you know, it doesn't ruin my Sunday because I know that Dan Snyder's upset. And so that makes me feel good right. about my life. Right. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, w- with regards to these playoff games, like literally, I just watch the NFL and I just take it all in now. Um, I'm 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 like you know like a Buddhist monk under a tree somewhere. I'm just loving life and I just <laughs> love taking it in. But um, you know what really interested me and I I, I touched on this on our uh, regular get paid episode. I wanted to see what Mahomes was going to do um, because you never know how a young kid is going to really respond to that pressure. I didn't feel like he played exceptionally well against Indianapolis. And for no. the first half, I, I can't really say that he played poorly. Maybe he was a little tight, but let's be honest. I mean, the Chiefs weren't on the field that much. Well, and that's the big thing is that, you know, the, the key to the game for the Patriots was controlling the ball, controlling the clock, and keeping Mahomes and that offense off the field. Because when we started at the end of the, at the, end of the game, I mean, the Patriots scored the touchdown with 39 seconds left. <laughs> after, the, after the kick return, there was 32 seconds left. And they kicked the field goal with 11 seconds left. I know. He brought I know. them all the way down in in 21 seconds. And it's just you know like they're that good, and they had no timeouts. Like they're that good that they can do that. And uh, I was impressed. I mean, again, it's one of those things you just kind of look at it and say, hey, you know, I mean, you tip your hat to those guys and say, you know, that offense is great. But that was the game plan coming in for the Patriots, and that's really what they've done after the Pittsburgh game, which was a debacle. They said, you know what? Let's get back to what we do. You know, let's get back to old school Patriot football. And I'm talking like 01, 03, yeah, Antoine Smith Patriot running football. and all that. Right. right. Antoine yeah. Smith, Corey Dillon, like right. just pound the ball. And that's what they've been doing. And Brady has been these last two games has really stepped it up, um, you know, in his accuracy and his movement in the pocket. He's just been very, very focused and playing significantly better than he was, um, I think, most of the year. And so, uh, but this really started, you know, that week, that week 16 game against the, um, against the Jets. And, you know, it just, it kind of spiraled from there. Like, that's, that's what you want. I'm sorry. It was the Bills and the Jets. I don't remember. One shitbag AFC East team (laughs) and then the other one, whichever one it was. But either way, with those last two games are really kind of, uh, you know, the catalyst to, to this run that they've been on. Yeah. And I, I think I might've touched on this earlier in the week as well. I, I don't know what the deal is with the Patriots. And, and when we talked they they almost seemed like they were at a bit of a crossroads and Brad and I are both, um, you know, on the Patriots, you know, we understand how good they are. We understand that, you know, maybe the record is 11 and five or whatever it is. Right. But that's not what the playoff team is going to be. Right. There's, you always have right. to deal. You always have to deal with Belichick, who I think is the greatest head coach of all time. And I, I will say it every single time I bring him up. He's just, mm-hmm. I just don't see uh, who, who, frankly, second place is so far in the distance now. I, I don't even know who second place would be. You can make an argument for, I guess, Bill Walsh or whatever. But remember, right. and, and what I would always say is, you, you remember what teams gave those uh, those 49ers teams fits. It was the Giants when Bill Belichick was running the defense there and Parcells was there. I mean, yep. I, I, it's just, in, it, you, you know, Parcells never won a Super Bowl without Belichick on the staff. I mean, it's, look, he's the he's the greatest. And, and Pat, again, I know you know this. I mean, the Patriots aren't my favorite team in the world, right? I, I 
tend to, I don't necessarily actively root against them. I don't hate them that much, but I certainly don't root for them. No, it's, yeah, yeah. and I don't blame you. I mean, if I, if I wasn't a fan of the Patriots, I'd probably hate them too. It's just, I mean, look at the Yankees. Look at how many people hate oh, the yeah. Yankees. And it's just, you know, oh, I'm one of them. When a team, well, I, me too. Obviously, <laughs> Good for you. For Boston, you know? And so <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where when, when a team is successful and you see them enough, you're like, all right, enough is enough. Like, what are we doing here? You know, it was cool the first few years, and but now it's like we're going on 18 years. Like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. just go away. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's it. And it just and Shannon Sharp this week, you know, admitted to it. He just finally like he admitted to it last week that he's like, I'm just sick of seeing them winning. And then he just he just gave in this week and was like, that's it. Like, what am I gonna say? Brady's <laughs> the great. Brady's the great, the best. I, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. Like, and he just yeah, he just he just wear people down and. And it just that's what's been going on forever. And this team is just, you know, they have a new identity. And really, I think the identity of this team has shifted. And it's not look, you talk about Belichick as the greatest coach of all time. And I'm I'm 100 percent there with you. A guy who does not get enough credit around the NFL. And I shouldn't say I should say fan wise around the NFL is Dante Skarniakia. The guy is one of the best coaches probably to ever to ever step on the field. He has been with the Patriots forever, and he's a guy who has survived head coaches. So a head coach gets fired. They, they come in the, to the coaching staff, and they look at the staff, and they say, ah, we like this guy. And they keep Skarnakia, and he's coached special teams, and he's coached all different places, and he's he'd been the online coach for a while now. And what he's done with this offensive line, they have been unbelievable these last few games. I mean, the Patriots have attempted 90 passes in the last two games against the Chiefs, who had the number one with the number one sack team in the league, has more sacks than anyone else in the NFL this year. And against the Chargers, who have Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. And they've given up one pressure, one pressure <laughs> in the last two games on 90 pass plays. And Shaq Mason last week against Chris Jones, who had 16 and a half sacks this year. And he wasn't against Chris Jones on every play, but against Chris Jones and against everyone all day was a hundred percent. On pass blocking, that means he never lost a matchup all game long. So not, forget about like forcing a pressure. Even if the ball was gone, he didn't lose one matchup all game long. I mean, that's that's insane yeah. from the inside guys. And and you know we're going to talk about the Rams in a second, but that's the type of thing that they're going to need this week with those two guys in the middle. Hey everyone, it is Sean Ryan, and one of my 2019 resolutions was to make the podcast bigger and better than the last year, and what I'm about to offer exceeds anything I was expecting. Well, thanks to my friends at betonline.ag, this offer only has less than a week left, if you can believe it. It's a once-in-a-lifetime trip to NFL's biggest game of the year. You heard that right, everybody. It's the biggest game of the year, a weekend trip, all expenses paid. How do you enter for a chance to attend the big game on February 3rd? Just sign up today on betonline.ag for all the information. I'm not sure what kind of gift you got this past holiday season, but I'm betting, get it, betting, pun intended, everybody, that it's not as good as a paid flight, paid hotel, VIP, VIP tailgate party and tickets to the big game for you, a friend, a family member, a significant other, whatever the case may be. Our exclusive partners at betonline.ag has the golden tickets, and this is your opportunity to place a bet on yourself. Don't miss out. The promotion ends in a week, uh, less than a week actually at this point, January 28th. Visit betonline.ag today. 
All right, man. So we have the big game coming up. Uh, I, you know, depending on when people listen to this, you know, it's probably coming up this week for everybody. But I think we'll drop this on like a Saturday or something like that. But you know, either way, we're about a week away um, from the big mm-hmm. game. Um, let me get your initial thoughts because I certainly have some, and I want to bounce some ideas off of you. But just quick, once you knew the matchup, uh, and the Patriots were the last game of the day, so you knew Patriots facing the Rams. What were your initial impressions of that? What do you think about the matchup? Well, you know, it's it, it's interesting because. I think that the matchup I look at the most is Jared Goff. He's the guy that I kind of have my eye on the most um, because he's a young quarterback. And typically young quarterbacks, when they play Brady, uh, Belichick, especially for the first time, really struggle. And, you know, the last six weeks for Goff, when he's been facing pressure, he has a QB rating of 14.3. And he has a 25% accuracy on his throws when he's under pressure. So if you get in his face and you pressure him, he is not a good quarterback right now, at least, you know, in the last six weeks. Now, maybe that will change coming into the Super Bowl. I don't know. But getting pressure on Goff is going to be the number one priority for the Patriots defense and obviously stopping the run. I mean, stopping the run I, I maybe even comes before getting pressure on Goff, but they have to be able to stop the run and get some pressure on Goff. Now, whether that's you know, blitzes, they do a lot of games inside, you know, where the D tackle will come outside, the DN will come inside. You know, they do a lot of delayed blitzes as well, which which I like seeing a lot because a delayed blitz is something that's interesting because you kind of let everyone fill up and then, you know, the safety or the linebacker kind of comes in late and everyone's blocking somebody already and he's got a free shot at the quarterback yep. most of the time. And so, I, you know, they, they're strategic with their blitzes. They're not just all up blitzing, but, you know, they're doing that. So, We'll see if they can get pressure in Goff's face. On the other side of it, you know, they've been great running the football. And I think, you know, the Patriots running uh, – run blocking has been fantastic. The, the other part of it for me is you look at where how teams have beaten the Patriots, in the Super Bowl especially. It's about getting pressure on Brady with four. If you can get pressure with four guys on Brady and drop seven back, the Patriots don't have an offense. And so that's going to be the key. They have the the horses. I mean, Aaron Donald's yeah might be might be the best defensive player in the game. And so you know, and then you got Sue next to him, who I think Sue's a dog. But when he wants to play, and it's the Super Bowl, so he's obviously going to be playing hard. When he's playing hard, he can be a beast. And mm-hmm. so you know, I think that that's going to be the big matchup. And then Fowler kind of becomes the X factor. He had some big plays in the Saints game, including you know forcing the interception in, in overtime. So he kind of becomes that X factor where if you're too worried about Donald and Sue in the middle, now Fowler can come off the edge or, you know, run a game like he did against the Saints there. And so, um, you know, it's it's definitely going to be an issue for them. But I think the two lines are really going to be the most important thing. The Patriots have been winning that battle in the last two games. So if they win that battle again, I think they win. And honestly, I can see the Patriots. I mean, they're never close. It's, it's always close. They're never blowouts in the Super Bowl. But right. I could see – the Patriots getting up big early on the on the Rams and just holding them down, you know, and I don't know if that'll happen, but I, I can I can see that happening because the Rams, I think not that they're a fraud team because they're not, but they're just they're not as good as the Chiefs, I don't think. And the Patriots handled the Chiefs pretty well until Mahomes got out there and, and that offense was was flying around. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But but um yep. I don't know, man, it, you know, we'll see. Yeah. So he, here are my thoughts. Here are my thoughts. Um 
And, and I, I agree with most of what you said. I think you know it's going to be uh, you know a Lions game, uh, right? I think that uh, the the Rams certainly uh, they might have the most talented defensive line that the Patriots have ever faced in the Super Bowl. Now I know those Giants teams. Um, you know, I think even the first one when they had maybe uh, Strahan. Yumanyora uh, back talk. in the day, yeah. I mean, yeah. they had that was a, that was a really nasty team, um, and and they did. And then the, the second Giants team, I know, also got pressure. And then Seattle gave them fits too, right? But I think yeah. this this Rams team is good. And what they would scare me, like if I'm if I'm a Patriots fan, this is why they could potentially scare me. Now, and by the way, Pat, I'm I'm firmly on the side of the Patriots. I think the Patriots will win this game, but I'm just trying yeah. to make this interesting. No, no, People are listening, right? But um, here, here's what would concern me: um, uh, Wade Phillips. You know, that defense knows the Josh McDaniels offense, right? They kind of did some battle um, for a couple years with the Broncos uh, when uh, mm-hmm. you know, during the Manning years. So, you know, I don't really think that McDaniels, although he's great at coming up with some quirks and everything, I don't think throughout the game he's going to be able to keep Phillips off balance as a play caller. Um, looking at, you right. know, offense versus defense, offense from the Rams' perspective, you have McVay, who to me is just like young Bill, young Bill Belichick. Um, you know, everybody says yeah. he's a wunderkin, right? He's he's so young. Uh, this is his second year as a head coach. He's in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Belichick also, as I told Brad this week, Belichick also took the Patriots to the Super Bowl um, in the second year. Also, Belichick had a young quarterback. It was against the Rams, as it were. So it's a really interesting storyline yeah. for me, you know, just to kind of, again, as a, as a fan of football. But I think, it, the, here's the interesting thing. I've never thought, that the Patriots had an equal in terms of football intelligence, right? I don't. I've always thought that the Patriots were the smarter team, definitely, and I do. Th- I do still give them the edge here, but I don't think like you know. I don't look at um, you know Belichick and think that he's leaps and bounds above Mc- what McVay can do on offense, right? He'll throw right. some curveballs. I do. Th- I do give him the edge, but I don't think it's leaps and bounds. Um, uh, yeah, I agree with you. And I know McVeigh's young, but he's like a savant. He yeah. just, you know, it's just something about him. Everybody that you talk to says the same thing about how he just loves the game and knows the game so well and is a master motivator. And does, and it's the same type of things you hear about Belichick. Now, clearly, McVeigh's been the head coach for two years, right? So you can't, it's not fair right. to compare McVeigh to Belichick because yeah. that's not fair to McVeigh. I mean, it's like, you know, <laughs> know. you're talking about the greatest coach of all time, but, you know, the the consistency and the longevity that Belichick's been able to do it at is really what makes him great. And not only that, but also taking guys that weren't great in other places and making them play really yeah. well in his system. And he did it with Rabel and he did it with other guys. And if they can start doing those things with like Dante Fowler mm-hmm. and things like that, now we're talking about, whoa, okay, like this is where we could, you know, we could really see, a, you know, a game breakout, you know? Yep. It, I think it'll be interesting. I think I had when I I don't think I've given my official uh, prediction yet because I'm going to start running the analytics and stuff in, in time for next week and, and scores and everything. I kind of feel like my gut's telling me Patriots by five here, which is why I'm on the side of the Patriots. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I would agree with you, Pat, that if one of the teams blows out the other, I think the Pats are more likely to blow out the Rams than vice versa. And you had mentioned golf earlier. I kind of agree with you. I mean, I, I've seen the same things um, that the that the stats say, right? His QB rating goes w- way down. He's been tight in the playoffs. He was tight famously last year when they kind of laid an egg against the, the Falcons after they had done had a great regular season. This right. year, you know, he didn't exactly light the uh, the Saints on fire. In fact, he had a, a couple opportunities to ice that game before the, uh, the infamous uh, pass interference call. 
call. Oh, God, you know, yeah. he missed I, he missed Robert Woods on on a walk in touchdown. I mean, Woods yes, he did. He came down with that ball, but it was a, it was a pretty damn good catch by Woods. Um, Reynolds he turned around. Reynolds had to do a three sixty to catch a pass on a swing route, and I think they ended yep. up with a field goal in that possession instead of uh, of seven points. So the Rams had their opportunities. The interesting thing to me, though, um, in addition to everything else, because pretty much everything is interesting. I probably said that like 10 times by now. But, um, you know, Gurley, um, Gurley had such a bad NFC championship. I think he's going to come back and, you know, just be like a caged animal. I think he's going to – he's just going to go, and I think he's going to have a nice game. If he has like 150 yards, that's a bad day for the Patriots, I think, because then that lets golf settle down, right? right. But if the Patriots can come out like they did against Kansas City, come out with an eight-minute drive, um, you know, if they open the game or whatever it is, keep the Rams basically off the field for the first quarter. If they can do that same thing, um, you know, to the Rams, yeah. I, I think it's game over. I think they're going to walk away with it, and they're not going to be like for, from the Rams' perspective. It's not going to be like that Saints game where they kind of hung around. And from the Pats' perspective, it's not going to be that like the, the Kansas City game where they kind of they stormed back in the second half. I, right. I think I think if they get out early, it, it might be a two-score game. But I just don't see it playing out that way. And you know the Rams are going to be able to... Let me backtrack just a little, sec, a little bit. I do think that McVay and the plays that he calls will be able to pick up yardage, right? He spent time yeah. in that Shanahan system that uh, that gave the Patriots fits a couple years ago. Right. Um, he spent time in the Gruden system. He's pulled things from all these different sources to create his own kind of thing. His play calling will be successful because I think his play calling will be successful against anybody. But can Goff hit the passes downfield accurately enough to give those uh, receivers you know runs after the catch yards? I I don't know, man. I, I find it hard to believe that that's going to happen. Well, and, that, and it's a good point. And I, I meant, I'm glad you brought up Gurley because. He's one of the guys I wanted to talk about because you look at Edelman and Brady last week, this week, I should say, against the Chiefs, and Brady makes that horrible interception in the first half. Mm. Edelman makes that boneheaded play on the punt, which <laughs> he ended up he ended up somehow not touching that, which he didn't touch it. I think it's pretty clear on video that he didn't touch it, but it was still like, what are you doing? Get out <laughs> of the way. And then two plays later, drops a pass that leads to an interception. But then when they needed to score three times, when they needed to score the most and the game was on the line and the season was on the line, the two guys that stepped up the most were Edelman and Brady. And so that mental toughness Mm -hmm. is something that Gurley lacked last week. He made some bad plays. It got in his head and they benched him. I mean, we're talking about what, what some people considered the best, one of the best offensive players in the entire game was benched for C.J. Anderson. Yeah. And so you look at it and say, my goodness, like they just, so that one to me is, it's about mental toughness. And especially in the Super Bowl, things are going to go back and forth and things are going to swing back and forth. And you see it from the Patriots. They have that mental toughness where even if they make mistakes, even if they're down big, even if, like they don't quit, they just keep coming at you. And the question is, do the Rams have that? And, right. you know, now Gurley might have that. It may have just been an off day for him. I don't know, but he clearly didn't have it you know, against the Saints. And so we'll see if it happens with the Patriots and, you know, if they're able to get out on it. Another thing to look at too, and, and we're talking about the running game a little bit, the the Rams are 32nd in the league, last in the league in rushing yards against, per um, rushing yard average against. So in other words, per carry, they're 32nd in the league. Yes. They allow the most yards per carry. So you're talking about the Patriots who have been running the ball like crazy. 
against a defense that has a hard time stopping the run. And that could be a recipe for disaster for the Rams. As good as they are defensively, they just haven't been able to stop the run this year. So that's a good that's a good segue then to a, a daily fantasy from a from a Patriots point of view. Um, you know, who do you think on the Patriots? Who do you think could have a big game? But given what you just said, I would lead to, more towards like a Sony Michelle than um, than a James White because of just the the pound style. Although I'm sure White will always get his from a, from a receptions point of view. But I mean, how how do you feel about the passing game? Who do you think will get the bulk of the targets? Um, maybe some surprises. You know, is Dorsett is uh, is Patterson? Are they going to be featured at all? How do you feel about this matchup so I don't see how they could feature Patterson I just don't I mean I know they can do gadgets with him and different things right. like that but they just he's just he's not a receiver he doesn't catch balls when he goes he just doesn't he's just not you know get the ball in his hands and he's explosive but he's just not a receiver you and you play in a dangerous game if you have him running routes you know like they did twice on second down in that last drive like what are you doing throwing a ball to Patterson he's not gonna catch it <laughs> And he tried. He dropped them both, and so yeah, the first one was a little bit behind him. But he's got a, you know, he's an NFL receiver. An NFL receiver makes that catch, and he didn't. And so, you know, to me, I think Patterson, you know, throw him away, in my opinion. And realistically, you're talking about the passing game. It's, it's really three guys, and it's Edelman, it's Gronk, and it's James White, and you know, maybe Hogan, maybe. But like, Hogan's more of a matchup guy. Edelman's going to get the ball. He's going to have nine catches. Like, he's just going to. He does that every game. So, like, you know Edelman's going to get the ball. You know James White's going to have this. Now, he only had four catches last week. But you know he's going to catch the ball a little bit. He ran the ball a little bit against the Chiefs as well. Burkett's an interesting guy. You know, you talk about Michelle, and Michelle's going to – I mean, I think Michelle's going to carry the rock again. Burkhead was that interesting guy at the end of the game where they put him in because he can run and catch after the – you know. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit – it's interesting to see what they're going to do with Burkhead. Honestly, the, I mean it's so hard to pick. I just – for me personally, now it's a Super Bowl, so you have no choice, right? But like I hate picking anyone on the Patriots offense because it's just like it's so hard to do. <laughs> yeah, You never know where they're going to go. I think Gronk will have a big game because it's the playoffs and they need him and he's going to have a big game like he did this past week. Now, he didn't have a huge game this past week, but he played well. And so I think you'll see more of that from him. Um, and I will say, I mean, man, in, in the big moments, uh, you know, that Eric Berry versus Gronk matchup, I mean, the, the Patriots just went to him. Um, yep. And yep. he will get his opportunities. And I would say tactically speaking, too, I mean, what are you going to do? You're either going to have Gronk or you're going to have like Tyler Higby or Everett or something on the on the Rams. So right. if you're if you're right. fielding the daily fantasy lineup, um, unless you're playing like, you know, 20 lineups and you're trying to get at like, you know, a bunch of combinations, you got to go with Gronk. I mean, you got to pay right. the money for Gronk there because um, like, like you said, he is going to he's going to get his opportunities for sure. Yeah. No, I agree. And and honestly, I think, you know, I don't know. I mean, running back wise, I think maybe I'd go if I'm, jeez, oh, I don't know. If I'm doing it, maybe like if you really want to save money and go after like the wide receivers, you could do like C.J. Anderson and Burkhead. Like that would be a crazy lineup. But like C.J. Anderson could get a decent amount of carries. And Rex Burkhead, again, end of the game with the game on the line, those last two drives, they get Burkhead out there. Yeah. You know, running the ball. So, you know. Yeah, Michelle, I mean, Michelle with 29 carries against the Chiefs, so it's not like he didn't get the ball. But, like, <laughs> at the end of the game, right, it was Burkhead. And so you start to wonder, like, are they going to come out running with, with Michelle again? And they certainly might. And so Michelle might be worth it, you know. But if you're, you know, if you're struggling for money and you already bought Brady and, you you know, you bought Edelman and you bought Gronk and, you know, you bought Brandon Cooks or whatever and you're like, oh, right. crap, I got no money left. 
well, Burkhead and, and C.J. Anderson may not be bad picks, you know? There you go. Insight from a man who knows the Patriots. Yeah. So I think we can uh, we can probably tie it up there. Um, yeah. And uh, you know I appreciate you coming on. You know we might have somebody on uh, on a special edition. You know honestly I, I don't really have a Rams contact. I know a guy who kind of covers all LA sports. We might have him on uh, next week to talk. Um, we might have uh, the man Dave Mason from Bet Online talking prop bets. I don't know. We will see what happens. But you can count on Brad and me coming back and really digging into the Super Bowl matchup. Hey, Pat, man, once again, I appreciate you taking the time out. It's awesome. Always awesome to have you on talking to the Patriots. Yeah, man, Sean, I appreciate it. And uh, if you guys are into Patriots, I'm at P Lane underscore Pats, and it's the uh, Patriot Nation podcast uh, through Pat's Pulpit. So, you know, if you guys are Patriots fans, you know, check us out. We uh, we like to think we do a good job, me and Spags, uh, my co-host, to have on, you know, a different guest every week. And uh, we have a packed, two packed shows these last two weeks heading into the Super Bowl. So it uh, should, be, should be a lot of fun. Very good, man. I appreciate it. Everybody out there, go out and get paid.